0: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Corporate Casket, a semi-weekly series where bad businesses go to die. We will discuss any and everything from bad charities, terrible CEOs, and people that have a lot to hide. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about crypto casinos. Cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, XRP, and more are on the rise. Inflation, PayPal adopting cryptocurrencies, and publicly traded companies purchasing Bitcoin have all led to the growth in the cryptocurrency market over the years. We're going to address the crypto casinos that have come out of the woodwork recently, as well as one in particular that's been garnering some alarming attention, Rubet. I'm not really going to touch upon the general issues with gambling as I've already talked about casinos in the past, and I feel that it's kind of common knowledge that these games are addictive. Instead, we're going to talk about what crypto casinos are and the shady behavior that does and doesn't exist within them. So let's get into it. What exactly is a crypto casino? Well, as the name suggests, they're an online casino that accepts crypto tokens. They also can provide traditional casino fairs like Roulette, which enables a user to explore sports-based betting, online lotteries, and things of that nature. They're not really different from other online casinos, though crypto casinos will offer an in-house cryptocurrency wallet that allows you to place a bet from your wallet. This allows players more control over their funds. With the Litecoin casino, my source claims that players can make all their payments from Litecoin itself, sparing them the hassle and delays that come with traditional monetary systems for deposits. One source says that many users also prefer this wallet as well, since cryptocurrency wallets are more secure than a traditional debit card. They claim Bitcoin casinos have high encryption and all transactions take place using blockchain. Another element that we can't ignore the security front in Bitcoin casinos is complete anonymity. Unlike traditional casinos, Bitcoin casinos don't require the disclosure of personal details. This enhances the security of the player's identity while keeping them from malicious people. Some sites like LA Progressive claim crypto casinos are absolutely worth the hype as they quote, allow players to engage in online gambling from anywhere around the world securely and enjoy great bonuses, end quote. Even if online and crypto casinos aren't my cup of tea, and believe me, you'll see why in a bit, it's not hard to see why so many people gravitate towards these crypto casinos in the first place. Some of my sources even claim that crypto casinos are more fair than traditional casinos as they use fair algorithms and have a low house edge, making it easier for players to win. Others say crypto casinos are more transparent despite the system not being regulated. Because of all the draws, crypto casinos, like cryptocurrency itself, have grown significantly in the last several years. It's estimated that cryptocurrencies account for 10% of total payments in online gambling. Yet, is investing a volatile currency in a volatile industry really a good idea? And what about those that want to take advantage of this growth? Well, let's get into where this can go wrong, and we'll start with Rubet. Now, I need to start off this section by saying that my sources aren't exactly the most reputable here. Mainstream news sites haven't really reported about this much. So while I normally wouldn't use casinoonline.bet as a source, there isn't really much option for trying to dig up whatever I can find about Rubet. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Anyway, according to this source, Rubet was founded in August, 2018 in Belize. They claim Rubet was online in August, 2018 for the first time. Firstly, they began with just their popular game Crash and Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals. After that, they created a new roulette games like Mines, Dice, Towers, and the most popular Roulette. Finally, they offer a number of different casino and Roubet games and techniques of deposit and withdrawal. Even you can play the live casino games like Baccarat, Blackjack, or various game shows. In 2021, Casino Roubet is one of the best crypto gambling sites. Other sources say they were established in Belize City, Belize in 2019, not 2018, but either way, they are a relatively new company. Users on RuBet can choose to bet with Bitcoin or Ethereum, two of the most popular cryptocurrencies we mentioned earlier. RuBet also tends to have a younger audience as about 37% of the online gambling industry as a whole is 18 to 34 year olds. And that's according to a recent UK survey and that may not be the same within the US. RuBet also has a simple interface, hundreds and hundreds of games and most of said games can allow bets as low as a penny, up to thousands of dollars. So that makes it easy and more possible to win or lose, and in my thought process, most likely lose more money, no matter how much you can spend. According to Cultural History of the Internet, furthermore, Rubeck comes across as having an informal tone. Nevertheless, this does not mean that it seems unprofessional or untrustworthy. Rather, it is a positive for the service because this informal atmosphere creates a welcoming, friendly website. Rubet is known as the most trustworthy cryptocurrency casino. So these positive reviews combined with the appealing tone successfully create an online casino that provides an enjoyable experience with the only frustration being losing money. David Bright of timesofcasino.com writes about why some online gambling services are more successful than other sites. He cites convenient payments, secure and safe gambling and good reputation as the most important factors that users consider when choosing a service. Given that Rubet fulfills all of these factors, it is not surprising that it has gained its success and reputation as a trustworthy online casino. Because Rubet was founded shortly before COVID hit, that also gave them a big leg up on the competition. COVID may have hurt these industries, but online gambling was not one of the said industries. People were stuck at home, bored, and looking for entertainment. And again, Rubet sure seems like it's one of the more trustworthy sites out there, and so many have gravitated towards it. So easy enough, right? As long as you're careful, right? There's no problem here then. Interestingly enough, Rubet is actually banned in the United States. In fact, United States law states that no online gambling can operate within US territories. However, it's easy enough to get a VPN, mask your location and pretend to be somewhere else, and then obviously still partake in Rubet and other crypto casinos. Rubet may not be allowed to operate within the US, but it still has a large American player base. There is some speculation that this will change in the coming years considering what a large industry online gambling has proven to be. But for now, those that want to play Rubet in the US will be met with a sorry, Rubet isn't available in your region message unless they use a VPN. The laws in the US and the UK do allow you to do this, to place bets while essentially pretending to be in other countries. But the laws in Italy don't allow you to use a VPN for gambling, while China and Russia don't allow you to use a VPN at all. So aside from the obvious illegality that users face, what is so shady about Rubat? Well, what actually first brought my attention to this topic was a conspiracy TikTok from Ty the crazy guy that I was tagged in multiple times. Ty says that while all of this is just theory and speculation, there are some strange happenings when you play Rubat. First and foremost, he says Rubat is banned in the US, which quote, raises some red flags. Now, as we mentioned earlier, online gambling as a whole is banned. So that's not what draws my attention to them. Yet when you play these tabletop live streaming games, you're betting against the female employee Rubet hires, not just computers. And on occasion, strange things seem to happen to these women live on camera. Thai shows footage of Rubet employees falling asleep at their table. And this could mean that employees are overworked at the site if it's available 24 seven. It could mean that this particular employee was having a bad day. We, you know, All we know is that we're not certain at all, but this is entirely speculative, of course. However, what's really weird here is that when one of the women do pass out, she's carried off camera and she's supposedly carried off while still in her chair. As you can imagine, a ton of theories and speculation have circled around this with some believing that she may be tied to her chair. Another employee in the background seemed panicked when her coworker passed out, but didn't get up. Maybe she didn't feel comfortable interfering or as some theorize, maybe she's tied down to her chair too. And lastly, some of the women at these live streams wear masks and others don't. One of the women wearing a mask looks fairly similar to a missing woman that's been missing for some time. So again, conspiracies have circulated that the women in masks may have been missing women and they could have been trafficked. And we just don't know. Considering that the mask covers up the majority of her face, it's far, far too difficult to make a definitive judgment call here. Now, again, this is TikTok and I've seen some pretty bizarre TikTok conspiracies out there and many which I have been tagged in that I just have to give a little bit of a side eye to that I'm like, this is a reach. One of which is about rabid people living in the forest, which is also talked about Ty in another uh, video. So he already loses a lot of credibility for me. I actually just recently finished my own research about what goes on in national parks and stuff like that. And it's a lot less spooky and scary than you might think. But aside from the whole rabid forest people conspiracy, he even claims that Cardi B may be controlled by the Illuminati, which is absolute bull because I assure you, I have not been controlling Cardi B. In fact, I haven't even spoken with her in years. So obviously not me, but even so, I figured I'd at least look into this because there is footage of these women falling asleep or passing out at tables. So let's see what is actually happening at Rubet. And before we continue on to talk about some of the more hard-hitting topics in today's episode, let's just take a quick break, a quick breather to thank today's sponsors. Long summer days are fantastic. The sun sets later, there's more to do in your day, and probably not really go outside because of coronavirus, but you know, you can enjoy some time away from your computer screen at least. But that also means that my mind isn't always focused on making dinner, which is why I love switching things up with Daily Harvest, because it's an easy way to eat and also take care of myself. And look, Daily Harvest is simple. They send you delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, and they're built on all organic fruits and vegetables. And you guys know I am a massive fan of their smoothies. Recently, now a big fan of their ice cream as well, the pistachio one, hate on me, I don't care. I, I will not stop eating it. But also their smoothies, like anything, anything with dragon fruit tastes so damn good. Like all of them are good, but anything with the dragon fruit, oh, I'm in love. It's simple. Daily Harvest doesn't use any preservatives or sneakily add in sugar. And yet their meals only take minutes to prepare and they're freaking delicious. And they prioritize using recyclable and compostable packaging because Daily Harvest is all about leaving the earth in a better place. And that's something that's really important to me. So get more time back and do you and take care of yourself this summer. Go to dailyharvest.com slash casket to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash casket for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash casket. And it's Babbel time, baby. But seriously, this episode's also sponsored by Babbel. And Babbel, as many of you guys know, is the number one language selling app. It provides bite-sized lessons that'll teach you new language skills in as little as five minutes a day, which by the way, I'm very bad at committing to things and plans, so five minutes a day is perfect for me. And they teach you new language skills and ones that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's got greetings, menu terms, and directions, and they even have lessons that teach a deeper understanding of the culture. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons are created by actual language experts and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And there's so much you can learn on Babbel. They have podcasts, games, videos, and even live classes. So there's so many ways for you to learn. And right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months just for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code casket. That's babbe com. code casket. Babbel, language for life. To start with, Rubet is owned by Tech. House or TechHow 5 Limited, a company based out of Belize. The gambling streams themselves are run by Evolution Gaming, the world's largest provider of live gambling services, which is actually headquartered in Sweden. There have been some complaints about Evolution Online, such as some that say bosses are overlords and difficult to work with, though reviews about Rubet are almost entirely positive. It's not to say that all of those are a lie or that they aren't happening. It's simply to say that those who've worked for this company, those who have had a job, seem to enjoy it. But what if they aren't treating all employees the same? Well, let's break down what Ty showed us, what's true and what isn't. I think the mask theory is the most easy to dismiss. In some of Ty's footage, there's some women that seem to be within relatively close proximity of one another as they're at different tables. Because of COVID, some people are still wearing masks while others feel comfortable taking them off. That's, I guess, a perfectly valid reason why some of these women may still be wearing masks and why others aren't. As for the other theories, let's begin to kind of break those down. According to one source, Another aspect of the conspiracy theory as explained by Ty the crazy guy is that the dealers have been tied to their chairs. The video cites footage of one woman who appears to have been passed out and carried away in her chair by a group of male employees. Now, what's very offsetting about this video to me is that a bunch of men had to come and literally drag her out, but not just her, they dragged her on her chair, Ty the crazy guy says which made a lot of people, including me, really suspicious that they're forcing these women to work and tying them to the chairs so that they can't leave. I mean, why else would they have to drag the chair off with her? It's like she's attached to it. Yet a longer version of the same video shared by another account clearly shows the woman being picked up and carried away without the chair. It remains unclear why the woman appears to have fainted, but other videos on the at Carla Peoples 101 account dedicated to videos of the casino women show that they often appear sleepy and exhausted. So this Thai person either purposefully cut the footage of the women being picked up to make it look as if she was tied to the chair, or he's recklessly making these claims without doing a shred of research. I understand people get things wrong sometimes. And you know myself and my team, we get things wrong too. And it's really embarrassing when it happens and we try to do better and we try to address it. However, accusing a company of abuse is a massive claim. Because online gambling is already seen as a shady industry, people are easily persuaded to believe the worst in them, but you cannot accuse someone of abuse without proof. The girl passing out is absolutely concerning. And I'm not saying that there's no abuse, that these women are not tied, or that there's zero reason to investigate how these employees are treated. But claiming that this woman may have been tied to a chair when footage clearly shows different, that's just kind of not cool. YouTubers like Tuv have covered this as well and said that women aren't tied to these chairs regardless of any other shady activity happening. And Reddit threads asking if they're okay have come to the surface. Though I think how Ty handled and warped the situation is not okay, I did want to keep digging and see if there is potentially something there, if there is a case of workplace abuse. I was able to find more women falling asleep as early as 2017. So this is something that isn't new with Rubat, but an online livestream Blackjack as a whole. One video posted in August, 2017, shows a woman struggling to keep her eyes open. However, the woman from the video actually commented below and said, guys, I'm cool, thanks for the support. Granted, though this was pinned by the poster, you can only really tell it's her from a profile picture. Is it possible that this woman was trafficked being forced to work there, and when someone posted a video of her falling asleep, her boss demands she post a fake comment saying she's fine? Yes, certainly, that is absolutely possible. But without definitive proof either way, this is just, we we don't have an answer. That's, That's the answer here is there is no answer. The clips of them falling asleep could have been taken at any time of night as Evolution Gaming is open 24/7 and has 10 broadcasting units across the world. This doesn't feel like an issue of, oh, Rubet traffics women, but it seems more like an Evolution Gaming, maybe having people working really late or long hours kind of thing. And again, I could be completely wrong. I don't work for this company. I haven't met these women. And as far as I can tell, no massive news outlets are reporting on the topic. This might be the claims that they are, but it could also be that these are tied to young women taking on late night jobs that are probably unfavorable to their like living schedules. After all this, I still wanted to be sure that no stone was left unturned. Is it really just tiredness? That's the big question I wanted to try and answer here. Now, take this absolutely however you want. I very rarely include anecdotal evidence in my episodes, at least not without an abundance of testimony or proof to back up any claims. But in order to get a firsthand account, my researcher Allie got into contact with a former live blackjack dealer. And again, this is nothing more than anecdotal evidence, but she spoke with someone online that explained to her why in fact this job is so tiring and draining. According to this former dealer, falling asleep was actually pretty common. And they stated, Just imagine someone working five days in a row with 12 hour night shifts each one of those days, doing the exact same thing by the table nonstop, so much so that everything you do is just automatic, not just hand movement, but everything you say. You just repeat yourself again and again. It's impossible to stay fully awake like that. But of course, it's not always like that. My schedule was three days work and three off, 12 hour night shifts in each. And I did get talkative players pretty often, so there were times when I could break out of autopilot. Also, my company allowed us to play some mini games or read books when there was no players, but it's not like that for most companies. For most, if you don't have any players, you just sit there and stare at the screen. You're not allowed to talk with other dealers nearby. Also, companies like these are always short on staff, so it's very common for people to work huge overtimes, especially the girls, because obviously there are tables in casinos that only want good-looking women dealers but it's understandable. Most gamblers are lonely men, online especially, who just wanna talk to a woman, even if it costs money. But yeah, imagine five 12-hour shifts in a row and you have to sit quietly without moving much and stare at a screen for hours, like nobody could go long without passing out. Oh, another thing, we get deducted money for every mistake we make. There are a lot of bonus systems in place. Obviously, they can't deduct money from your salary, so they deduct from your bonus. Overall, the company attitude I kind of liked. We had an awesome break room, a dedicated room where we could sleep on our breaks, some free drinks and food. But yeah, I wouldn't call it workplace abuse. We always had an opportunity to write that we're sick and someone could quickly come and change us and we could go home without any punishment. But you're obviously there to make money. My brother is working mornings right now and the first hour or two goes without any players, so he's barely staying awake. Again, I want to make it clear that this is anecdotal evidence my researcher got from someone online who has a consistent post history long before this conspiracy saying that they worked as a live blackjack dealer. Feel free to do whatever you want with this information. And by no means whatsoever am I saying that this is everyone's experience. This simply seems far more likely the scenario to me and a perfectly good explanation for why these women are so tired to begin with. This isn't to say that human trafficking can't be hidden in plain sight. It very often is. So if you do notice alarming or suspicious activity, by all means, I encourage people to report it and look after the caring and well-being of others. But insinuating an entire company is guilty of mass trafficking people or mass abuse without any sort of proof or research and then posting it on TikTok doesn't feel like the way to go. Now, just because these live blackjack dealer companies may or may not be guilty of abuse doesn't mean they're not guilty of something else. Some sources refer to them as a scam casino with one article published on LinkedIn claiming that some people have lost $20,000 in three months. Fiorenzo Arcari, CEO at Toronto Hockey Store and Goldie Haven Limited wrote, "'I was intrigued by a new online gambling site, rubet.com. One of my workers seems to be a degenerate gambler. He said he lost $20,000 in three months. He showed me some YouTubers winning 50,000 to $200,000 frequently. One streamer won $100,000 per day for six days in a row, which is mathematically impossible. Rubet.com is rather unique because it shows young adults that are not very good at distinguishing credible information and are astonishingly naive. Rubet.com uses YouTube affiliates as viral propaganda of influencers to promote and sustain losers on their platform. Rubet.com clearly states their VIP program is by invitation only. We understand what our players want and most importantly, we make it happen. That means if one is a content creator, they collect more commissions and win frequently. That means they have to show loyalty to the brand. Rubet is a very small and tight third-party casino that cannot afford to lose $3,000. Rubet.com streamers is a cheap way to advertise their platform. You may see huge wins, however, it's mostly fake money given to them. It keeps everyone happy, including the pathological gamblers creating the content. YouTube pathological gamblers are staged affiliates to attract losers. Rubet has the worst RTP of any online gaming site in the world. If a loser does win, good luck withdrawing huge sums of money. A message will appear, your account will have been suspended due to violation of terms and conditions. My employee started working at 16 years old. He is now 17, close to 18. I was shocked he blew all his money on a gambling site. Though this is once again anecdotal evidence and the story of what one teenager did on the site, there is evidence to support this. Aside from that one kind of misinformed TikTok, another reason why I took a look at today's topic is because it's been recently reported that Twitch streamers are being paid thousands and thousands of dollars to promote and sponsor crypto gambling. Rubet is not the only crypto gambling site guilty of this by any means, and it's been happening more and more frequently. One user, Tyler Nicknam in Texas, is known as Trainrex to his 1.5 million followers. He'd go to slots on stake.com and promote the site to his audience, encouraging them to use a VPN. Even if you are legally allowed to use a VPN to gamble, to promote this to a young audience leaves a bad taste in my mouth. According to Twitch's own statistics, 21% of their user base is divided between the ages of 13 to 17. Train does at least indicate that these videos are 18 plus, but many of the users actually accepting these sponsorships in the past months are members of Twitch's partner program. They are some of the highest tier streamers. Twitch claims they act as role models for the community. And I don't think I'd have much faith in a role model that advertises gambling, not to mention they're falsely advertising it as well. One article reads, It wasn't my money, Matthew Mizkiff Renato said on his Twitch channel in June. Renato 26 said he was getting offers to do gambling streams for $35,000 an hour, double the price tag of his typical sponsorships for 10 hour long streams over the course of a month. One individual who works with multiple Twitch streamers says that tens of thousands of dollars per hour is normal for these streams. He had streamed gambling earlier this year, just five times in April, and says sponsors were fleshing out his crypto casino account, one with $5,000. Plus he'd advertise affiliate links with attractive discounts. Despite the lucrative business opportunity, he decided to stop working with online crypto casinos in June. Morality came into play, it did. I felt shitty doing any type of gambling sponsorship," he later said. And I know people are like, Ms. Kiff, you do sponsors all fucking day. If you download Dungeons and Dragons, what's the worst that happens? You lose $40 and a couple hours of your life. Gambling is different. And I am glad that he decided against advertising for these gambling sites. The legality is, as one attorney that works in gambling, puts it, sticky. The underlying activity is illegal, even if US and UK participants aren't technically committing a crime. And again, these payouts and sponsorships are huge, so it becomes really difficult to resist. Taking on a questionable sponsorship because, you know, hey, we all need to eat, that's one thing. Personally, I really don't wanna advertise a company that I don't use. But advertising a form of gambling that's illegal in the States and needs a VPN for a workaround, that doesn't seem right at all. Another streamer, Mo Assad, promoted CSGO Diamonds, also played with house money without disclosing. They later admitted giving him advanced knowledge of the outcome so he could have winning results. They rigged it in his favor and presented it as a possibility that his fans could have the same. Another streamer, Bangston, was supported by none other than Rubet. According to my source, Bangston's account started with $15,000 in Bitcoin. He's playing Mines, think Minesweeper, but with cryptocurrency stakes. 40,000 people are watching, his first bet is $2,000. He blows through the 15,000 in 40 seconds. I need to ask them for more bread, he says. We're going to pretend that just didn't happen. In his next round, $7,000 becomes zero immediately. Dismissing mines, at Bankston switches to slots. There's $15,000 in his account. The rubet window is not on screen between when he loses all his money and money enters the account. At the end of the stream, he is up $203,000. He gives thousands in Rubet funds to his viewers. Though this may seem more honest than the other things we've heard about some sponsors thus far, it still paints Rubet in a positive light that doesn't really feel earned. I doubt that these streamers would actually use Rubet if it wasn't for these sponsorships. And I could be wrong, but misrepresenting winnings is extremely disingenuous. XQC, Trainwrecks, and Aiden Ross have all taken part in these gambling streams and they often don't disclose that they are being given money with which to gamble. After all, you have to disclose a sponsored advertisement, not if you're handed money to gamble with. I'd argue there isn't much of a difference here or maybe that there's a loophole in Twitch's rules that allows this, but it just doesn't feel right. I see gambling's becoming kind of fucking big these days," popular streamer and YouTuber, Charles Moist Critical White said during a stream back in April. I was watching and it seems a bit dangerous. I think when you see one of your favorite streamers get a huge payday and you're like an impressionable 15 or 16 year old. The criticism has only grown louder in recent times. Twitch needs to ban gambling streams full stop. Twitch World of Warcraft Kingpin, Gold said on Twitter last week. The amount of bullshit and pitfalls this is going to create for the next six months will fuck the website in so many ways we don't even realize yet. Just looking at EU gambling laws, anyone could see this will not end well." These channels defend themselves with Trainwreck saying that he is authentic and transparent, and XQC has in the past brushed off complaints surrounding gambling streams. More recently, he has admitted that he has a problem and attempted to quit on numerous occasions, but it seems to be a bumpy road. When he revealed his payouts to his audience, he even suggested that he lost $300,000 because he gambled outside of a sponsored stream, effectively providing free advertising, but he claims to have won almost 3 million due to genuine addiction. I don't know where his mind is at, and I don't know if he's addicted or not, but that seems to be the case, or at least what he's trying to publicly present, so I hope he's able to get some help. Now, as shady and controversial as these sponsorships may be, cryptocurrency sites aren't just sponsoring channels, but making their own. Twitch's casino section, which I didn't know that even existed, has a history of shady channels long before the recent months when Rubet has gotten especially popular. According to Kotaku, many casino channels don't speak, but they plaster their channels with so many casino ads that they look like the walls of Vegas alleyways. Casino Blast seems to be one of these unscrupulous channels as in their seven hour debut stream, they got over 25,000 concurrent viewers. Their stream just showed a simple jackpot game playing itself, hardly anything more. There is someone view to top the casino section and make more money. And his chat is full of bots with a list of about 20 common Twitch phrases a Twitter user said to Twitch's official account yesterday. This is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. Every message received in the chat entered at almost exactly the four second mark every single time. One genuine user came into one of these suddenly popular casino channels and said, press one if you're not a bot. Not a single viewer did so. Yes, they could have dismissed the message as a troll, but even so, out of thousands of viewers watching, not a single one bothered. Many of these channels also advertise the same handful of gaming sites. So even though these channels are eventually banned by Twitch, they can effectively keep popping up, botting views, stream, gain some attention, then rinse and repeat. Although some of the streamers that we talked about earlier do make sure that they make sure their streams are marked as 18 plus, some channels don't do that, including these bot channels. Plenty of other sources have discussed how rampant gambling is on Twitch, and Eurogamer in particular says that Twitch doesn't respond when asked what they're doing to it, or they don't seem to take steps to prevent kids from accessing this gambling content either. And make no mistake, you might think, oh, what kid would even be interested in this? they probably just wanna play Fortnite. Well, recent reports from the Gambling Commission in the UK have noticed that child gambling has risen in recent years, with COVID severely impacting these results as well. Though their sample size is smaller than in previous years, a bit less than a couple thousand students throughout England and Scotland, their studies show that 37% of 11 to 16 year olds in Scotland and England have gambled in the past year. 9% spent their own money gambling within a week prior to the survey. About 2% are classified as problem gamblers and at risk. 58% have seen or heard gambling adverts of which 7% claim this prompted them to gamble when they weren't already planning to. Even if these Twitch adverts only attract 7% of the kids that see them, that's still potentially thousands and thousands of children that may not know what they're getting themselves into. According to studies done about kids and gambling, the earlier a person is introduced to it, the more likely they are to become a problem gambler. Not to mention the examples given in this source from the New York Council on Problem Gambling seem relatively harmless and it reads, It's a trip to the convenience store with their mother. She buys gasoline for the car, two bottles of water, and $5 worth of scratch-off type lottery tickets. She lets her children scratch off the various tickets. One child's ticket reveals a $1 prize. Months later, the same child receives eight scratch-off tickets in a card on his eighth birthday. It's playing a game on their mother's iPhone that challenges children to beat more levels and earn fake coins. The children are excited when they move forward and stressed when they don't have the coins to continue playing. It's not what we might call real gambling, but these activities may promote a transition to -to pay-to-play activities, which is a subtle shift into gambling. These are just a few examples of the many ways kids get introduced to gambling at young ages. Children are observant. They see the actions of their family members and friends, and they unconsciously and naturally replicate these actions. They watch movies and commercials that celebrate casino-style gambling, and they get small doses of that same excitement by visiting arcades and playing video games. If these kinds of gambling, which as the site explains, aren't considered real gambling or isn't really child gambling, then I have to wonder how much more addicting actual online gambling would be. And I don't actually have to wonder because studies have shown that a whopping 20% of college students play online poker at least once a month. And as early as 2004, young teens started taking an interest in online gambling. 96% of children between the ages of 11, all the way up to 24 year olds saw gambling marketing messages, and 6% of followers of traditional gambling accounts have been found to be minors in the UK. As much as all of this sounds like mindless statistics, the reason why I find it so important to address this is because as it stands, there's very little protection in place. Asking a teen to know their limits and self-regulate when it comes to gambling is difficult enough, let alone when they're surrounded by these adverts. Rubet in particular does seem to attempt to curb these addictions. After all, if their service is consistently associated with addiction and users losing thousands of dollars, then the service loses its reputation. Therefore, on Rubet's homepage, they have a tab labeled responsible gambling, which offers tips about taking limits and setting deposit limits. They also have a self-exclusion policy where someone can choose to ban themselves. Once they do, the user is locked out of their account from anywhere between six months to five years, depending on what they choose. These tips don't stop anyone from gambling away all their money, but it's more responsible than I honestly expected from an online gambling service. Even so, whether it's RuBat or any other cryptocurrency casino, the murky uncertain territory around them makes them well-suited to conspiracies. I do think they have issues that need addressing, especially when it comes to advertising to children and convincing streamers to lie for them. But tying women to chairs does not really seem to be one of them. All in all, I won't pretend like online gambling is a good thing. If you have fantastic self-control and partake in it really, then obviously that's your choice. Because of the risks of it being addictive and damaging people's lives and the lack of reputation, it's not something I can support. That being said, I think we do need to address these crypto casinos for what they are and for the problems they do create, not the conspiracies. That's gonna be the end of today's Corporate Casket. Thank you for watching and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following and subscribing so that you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes. And if you wanna connect with me outside of these episodes, make sure to go to my Linktree link in the description box. It's going to have a nice little list of all of my social media and projects that I'm involved in. So thank you so much for making it to another episode. I love your faces and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.